1: to what a word from the lord radio show good evening we have you all in the world listening to this
0: radio broadcast stevie b's media production presents what a word from the lord radio show i'm your host Steve r butler and this radio show is being broadcast from stevie b media production at the carolina studio in the great state of north carolina ladies and gentlemen we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as christians and members of the churches of christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the live show there. There are over 1,700 shows that are live on that website at this hour, and you will consistently find this show on the first two pages of that website i just looked at it and we're on page one tonight we're on the first page of that website out of 1700 live shows now just imagine that ladies and gentlemen there's only 10 shows per page and we're on page one so you know god has his hand all over this program Amen. If you'd like to send any questions or comments to any of my co-hosts or special guests on this radio show, you can always send me your emails to my new email address, butlersteve one zero zero nine at yahoo.com, or you can call Steve B Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, Get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on What A Word From The Lord
1: Radio Show. You're listening to What A Word From The Lord Radio Show.
0: Now, before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, the Father, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast, and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be my special guest speaker, Robert Lee Johnson, and my co-host, Ison Mullins, as they break into our listeners the bread of life. Also, we ask your blessings upon our special guest in the community corner, Frances Jackson, as she... Serves in our community as she runs for the House of Representatives for the state of North Carolina. We pray that you will bless them and their families that continue to support their efforts as well. We, pray, Father, we pray that you will be with our listeners who are tuning in this broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well and they may consider their eternal stance before you, and that their hearts may be pricked as they, and it will cause them to ask the question: What must I do? to be saved. Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who died such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful until death, while we pray that you would save us,
1: for it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You are listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. In the first segment
0: of the broadcast, my special guest speaker is Robert Lee Johnson. He serves as evangelist for the New Horizon Church of Christ there in Lake City, Florida. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in the Community Corner segment, my special guest is candidate Francis Jackson, from the state of North Carolina. She's a candidate for the House of Representatives. And today is election day, ladies and gentlemen. So we will find out, hopefully, if she even won her race. And she lives here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Looking forward to talking to her. And then the last segment, my co-host, Isaac Mullis. He serves the Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next worship here will be that of my special guest speaker. Robert Lee
1: Kelson, Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. <laughs> I know. You're listening to what a word from the lord radio show give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of jesus christ
0: now my special guest speaker robert lee johnson and his subject prayer works
2: thank you sir and uh, good evening friends and welcome to the gospel light radio broadcast i am evangelist robert lee johnson uh, senior I preach at the New Horizon Church of Christ in uh, Lake City, Florida. I'm happy to be here and just to have this opportunity uh, to step up and to say some words on behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, There's a statement, if you turn your Bibles to Luke Uh, the 6th chapter and verse number 46. Luke chapter 6 and verse number 46. Uh, Jesus is talking here, and he says, And why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? That's That's a deep question. It means that if we... Are going to follow the Lord, then we have to follow his word. Uh, We are to be recipients of the word of God, and we are to love God and to love his word and to be practitioners of the faith of God. We can't just say that we love God and then do everything uh, but what God teaches us to do. And we are taught in the Bible. So Stephen told me, uh, Stephen told me I had about um, uh, 20 minutes to get across this message. So I'll be doing my best to say some things uh, that I feel would be um, uh, helpful <clears throat> uh, to all of us as we go through the Word of God. Now, looking at the Word of God, let me give you my subject. My subject is prayer that works. There are things that we can do to help our prayers to God to become true are things that will help our prayers to work. And I want to mention some of these as uh, I am uh, teaching tonight and pointing out the word of Almighty uh, God. So you follow along with me, and when I give the scriptures, I please turn to those scriptures and read them for yourself so you will see that I am preaching from the Bible, I'm not just talking but I'm preaching from the word of God. My first scripture comes from 2nd Chronicles chapter 7. 2nd Chronicles chapter 7 and I want to look at verse number 12. Now my point here uh I need to tell you that if we show humility in our lives in responding to the word of God, that will help our prayers to get through. See, first one has to obey God. When the people ask men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter told them to repent and to be baptized, every one of you. That's how you get in the church. That's how you become a part of the kingdom of God. That is how you become a follower of Jesus Christ. They were to believe the word of God, repent of their sins, and get baptized. Once you do that, then you become a follower of Christ. Now, being able to pray to God is a privilege for those who are children of God, for not everyone can just pray to God, but his followers may and can and should. Now, listen at the Word of God as I read uh, from the Bible tonight, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 12 through uh, 14. And the Bible says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. And then God goes on to say, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, God was able to do this. He wasn't just mentioning these things, but God had the power to do these things. He could shut up heaven. He could refuse from sending rain. He could send the locals to devour the land of the people of God and others. And he could send difficulty among the people of God. God was able to do that. Now, God is saying to them, listen, in verse number 14, he says, if my people, which are called by my name, uh-huh, shall umber themselves and pray and do whatever. He says, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. You can't follow the Lord if you've got your mind made up to practice sin. God said, you got to turn from your wicked ways. Then notice the results. He says, then will I hear from heaven? Uh Uh-huh. And I will forgive their sin. And God says, I will hear their land. Now, good people, that's just what the Bible says, that if we choose to humble ourselves, that God will be a help to us. He's not going to hinder us from serving him. He's not going to hinder us from sending up prayers that really work. Our prayers work when we follow the teachings of Christ, and so we can't just as the text says in Luke 6 46, you just can't call him Lord, Lord, and then do everything that's against his will. Some people are of the mindset that they may do whatever they choose to do and you may. But what one needs to understand is this. God does not have to hear your prayer. God does not have to grant anything that you pray for and God does not have to activate your prayers. And based upon the word of God, he will not. And so we have to keep in mind, we have to bear in mind that if we uh, are wanting God to take care of us, then we have to do what he says. Secondly, I want to point out this. Listening to God leads to answer prayer. If I should listen to the Lord, if I conform my life to his will, that means that God will hear my prayer and God will grant my prayer. And so the Bible says, turn over to the book of Psalms, I want to look at uh, chap- chapter 5 of Psalms 5, uh, verses 1, 2, and 3 to see what the writer says. Psalms chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. Give ear to my words, O Lord.
3: Consider
2: my meditation. You see, when God speaks to us, we must meditate upon the word of God. We've got to conform our lives. We've got to change things that are contrary to the will of the master. The psalmist said, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Now, a righteous man is going to meditate upon the word of God. A man who submits his will to God is going to do what God says, and so the psalmist is saying, "I want to listen to you, I want to obey you, I want to do what you ask me to do, So Lord, please give ear to my words, consider my meditation. I'm thinking about God, you know it's hard for people to make a change in their lives if they are always thinking of something sinful and something wrong and something dirty and something low down, anything but the Lord. How can you change your ways if you don't listen to God and meditate upon his word? And then the psalmist says in verse number 2, he said, Hearken unto the voice of my cry My king and my God, for unto thee will I pray. You can tell when a person's mind is on God. The psalmist is reaching out to the Lord and he's saying, Lord, uh, you're my Lord, you're my God, you're my everything. That's why he's calling on God. You're my everything, Lord. Lord. Then the Bible says, My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O oh Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. You don't just hop out of bed every day, run and take your bath and get dressed, and, and then run out the house without thinking about God. And if that's what you're doing, that's not a good thing for you to do. You need to address God early in the morning. The writer said, I'm going to call on him in the morning. I'm going to talk to my God in the morning. Prayer needs to be made to God. Prayer, our prayers need to be sent up. To our Heavenly Father, before you embark on your day's journey, you need to talk to the Lord. Tell God about the fears that you have and tell God about what's going on in your life and the things that you need him to help you with. See, my meditation is on the Word of God. You need to ask God to hear you, to listen to your prayers. And the writer says, harken unto the voice of my cry." We have to say things to God. I got something to tell you. Lord, he's my king, and he's my God. For unto thee, the Bible says, Will I pray? You want a prayer that will work? And you get up and call on Jesus in the morning before you start your day's work. You look up to where God is. God is in heaven, man. You find God and talk to him before you start your daily walk. And then the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, let's go to the book of Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 12 and 13, I want to hear what the word of God has to say. Now, if you are a child of God, you need to spend time talking to God. I'm not afraid to pray to God. I'm not afraid to talk to God. I'm not afraid to share the deepest thoughts that I have in my heart with my master. I want to talk to God about what's going on with me. Because God knows, and God can help me. And so Jeremiah says, then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Listen, God says as clearly as he can say to us, that if you call on me, I will listen to you. If that's all you learned today, that ought to be enough to encourage you to Open your mouth and pray to God. God said, I will hearken unto you. And then in verse 13, the Bible says, And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all of your heart. You call on God and, 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 and you are serious about talking with God. Your prayers will reach God. Don't give God half-hearted prayers. Look at here. Don't give God something that somebody else is talking about, and you heard them talking about it, so you're going to go and talk to God about something that you heard somebody else say. God does not need warmed over prayers. God wants to hear from you. And what's in the bottom of your heart, tell God all about it. God will make a difference in your life. I'm here to tell you, God will hear your prayers. God will answer your prayers. God will listen to your prayers. He says, come to me with the humble spirit. Talk to me
4: with the wholeness of your heart.
2: Don't talk to God with one hour on the TV, one hour on the radio, and a half hour on God. Give God your whole heart. And God will answer your prayers. I want to tell you this as we talk today. I want to let you know that hypocritical prayers not going to get you through. What did you say, Brother Johnson? I said hypocritical prayers are not going to get you through. So don't even try it. Let me tell you what the Bible says now in Matthew chapter 6. Turn over there with me, good people. Matthew chapter 6, and I want to look at verse number 5. Jesus would tell us how to be successful. Jesus would tell us what will work. And that's what I'm talking about, prayer that works. You cannot address God hypocritically. You cannot address God when your heart is not in what you are asking God. You cannot address God if you are doubtful. So, well, I don't know whether God is going to do that or not. Well, it's so hard for God to do this for me. Then you might as well keep that prayer to yourself. I believe that when we pray to God, you must believe in your prayers, and you must believe that God totally capable of answering every prayer that you sent up to him. Now listen to what he says to these people because they had the wrong attitude about prayer in Matthew chapter 6. And verse number 5. And when thy prayers, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. Jesus is saying when you pray, Uh, for the purpose of wanting men to pat you on your back. You already got your prayers. You got your reward right there. Our prayers are to ascend to the throne of God. We don't pray to men. We don't pray so men can tell us what great prayers we're able to to send up to God. And God said, if that's your purpose for praying, man, you already got your reward. And then the Bible says, but thou, verse number six, but thou, when thy prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut uh, thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret. Thy Father which seeth, in secret shall reward thee openly. Uh, But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Jesus already knows what's on your mind. You just need to ask him in the right way. After this manner, therefore, pray ye Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. This was previous to the kingdom coming. Now, the kingdom came in Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. The message of the kingdom was Given God told men how to enter the kingdom. (laughs) The people said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And they were told to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. You can holler all night. That doesn't mean God is going to hear your prayers unless you do what he says. You have to pray humbly. You have to pray understanding that God is capable of answering every prayer that you send up. You have to believe that. And if you don't believe your prayers, then why are you praying? I don't have to pray today for the kingdom to come because the kingdom has already come. Paul said in Colossians 1.13 that the Christians were in the kingdom. How could they be in the kingdom if the kingdom had not come? And so between the statement that is made here in the book of Matthew and in Acts chapter 2, we find where the Holy Spirit came, gave the apostles, yes, he did, gave the apostles the stipulations, gave them the uh, keys so that people could enter the kingdom, we find that the kingdom came. Paul said to the Colossians, that they were in the kingdom, that their sins had been forgiven, that they were children of God. They were kingdom seekers, and they had obeyed the teachings of Christ. You could be in the kingdom today, but you've got to do what they did to get in the kingdom. If you're outside of the kingdom, men and brethren, what shall we do? The answer is the same today as it was then. Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is telling us here that when you pray, don't pray to be seen of men. don't pray so that men will be paying you on the back. See, our prayers are to go to God, not to men. And so when we pray to God, God hears our prayers, and God will answer us if our prayers are in harmony with his will. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. and Yes, sir. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 17, the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Man, don't ever stop praying. When you got trials and tribulations in your life, keep on praying. When you're hurt and wounded by your friends and other people, keep on praying to God. God, we're here your prayers. As I close tonight. As I close tonight, I want to share this word with you from the book of Hebrews. Man, when we pray, God gives us grace. <laughs> God gives us grace when we pray to him. Listen at what uh the Hebrew writer said. In Hebrews chapter four, verses uh beginning at verse number 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. Yet without sin. Jesus did not commit any sin. He was God's perfect servant. He didn't commit any sin. The Bible says, yet without sin. And then the word of God says in verse number 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. My friends, we all need God in this world. We all need the forgiveness of our sins in this life. And that's why we can call on God He'll hear our prayers and he'll listen to what we have to say. He'll forgive us and even when we sin, he'll take us back if we're willing to ask God for forgiveness. Pray to God and ask him for forgiveness. If you need him today as a Christian, if you want, contrary to the will of God, you can come back to him Like the prodigal son, he said, I will arise and go to my father. God will hear your prayers and answer your prayers, and God will forgive you. Pray for your enemies. Pray for all of those who are in need. Pray for other nations and nationalities of people. Ask God to give you strength. To help you with your problems and your issues. If you're married, ask God to help you through and with your marriage so that your marriage can be successful. Help you with your problems. You're training kids. Ask God to help you to learn how to train your kids. And God will be there for you. Romans 10, 1, 2, and 3. Paul said we should pray for others. Include others in your prayer. And ask God to help you along the way. If you're not a Christian, become a child of God, and then you can pray to God. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sin. God will hear your prayers. God will save you. God will add you to his church. He has one kingdom. He has one body. He has one church. He has one message to save man. It's given to us in the Bible and is in none other. I invite you to find a faithful church of Christ where the gospel is being preached and share and allow them to share that wonderful word of life with you thank you so much stevie for allowing me to come on tonight and say some things hopefully this has been helpful and i trust god that the program will continue to be blessed thank you so much for listening this is evangelist robert lee johnson senior uh continue to look for us and you'll see us every wednesday every sunday look us up send me a friend um invitation, I'd be happy to send uh, one back to you. Have a good night. Amen.
1: You are listening good to night. What a Word from the Lord radio show.
3: Well, no Jesus, hey, he will fix it, will fix it for you. Yeah, I know you do? Gonna fix it, gonna fix it, it for you. you Come on, help me sing It's trouble in my way I have to cry sometimes I have to cry.
1: listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show the community corner
0: ladies and gentlemen the community corner segment is designed to simply tell our listeners just what products and services are being offered in our communities and how you can get in contact with these various vendors for their services ladies and gentlemen you'd be surprised to know just what products and services that people have to offer that are sitting right there among us in our congregation this is one of my favorite segments because we get a chance to hear just what are some of the things that people are doing around us to serve in our community. We've had people on this show who are involved in financial services, legal services. We've had authors, college consultants. We've had professional boxers uh, who are community activists. We've had NFL players, cast uh, casting producers for television shows, farmers, comedians, health and wellness, you name it. We recently had, uh, back in June, a candidate for the president of the United States was on this show. Uh, so the list just goes on and on. So we have a special treat for you tonight. My special guest is a candidate now for the House of Representatives for the state of North Carolina, Francis Jackson, from state from right here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Francis Jackson, welcome to the Community Corner.
5: Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on this afternoon.
0: Now I want you to tell us now. Give us a little background information about you and why you ran for the House of Representatives.
5: Okay. Well, I was raised um, in Cumming County. I graduated from East Smith Senior High School. Then I left there and went off to North Carolina A&P State University. And I Go, made Aggies. Trans- Go Aggies. Go um, Aggies. Yeah, that's right, Aggie Pride.
1: So whenever <laughs>
5: I returned home to work with my community, I I landed a job with the Cumberland County Planning Department as a thoroughfare planner. And mm-hmm. in that process of working and planning, I uh had the opportunity to work with elected officials, engineers, surveyors and I as a staff member I was I was a part of the I two ninety five planning process.
3: Mm-hmm. So
5: from there working with all these working in government, I I guess I was intrigued by the uh you know, who gets what is what and representation and how important representation in Raleigh is.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
5: some of the they you rec- may recall that when Bill Purdue was our governor. Governor Purdue, um, mm-hmm. we were challenged with the city of Fayetteville and Charlotte receiving money to complete I-295, the project mm-hmm. that I worked on, versus mm-hmm. 495. And from there, we actually landed and received the pot of money needed to extend and continue I-295 in Cumberland County, and mm-hmm. that was called because we had a represent a representative here in Cumberland County and who lived in Eastover, Leno Tippett was the Secretary of Transportation for the state of North mm-hmm. Carolina. So mm-hmm. from that process, I was like, man, representation is important. So I decided that as, now as an educator, my local government, city government um, years are behind me. I'm, I'm an educator now. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite concerned about the education not being a priority in our state. Mm-hmm. Teachers appreciate not being appreciated. Um, they have so many bills out there now see that they're planning to push through with teachers not receiving their due in terms of their years of experience they're pushing experienced teachers out of the classroom and they're putting people in who don't really have the expertise or right. their experience and and you know you and I both know that education is the profession that trains and teaches all the other professions so I don't right. understand why it's not important here in coming in the state of North Carolina so I decided to run again. This is my second run for North Carolina State um, okay. House of Representatives for District 45. Cumberland County has four representatives, and we all have four different districts
1: in my okay. area.
5: So Hope Mills, uh, the city of Fairville, along Bingham Drive, and Fisher Road. And okay. I ran because I was concerned about what's going on in our community. Um, so as a former magistrate, you know, I have experience with um, involuntary commitments. You know, people came when I was a magistrate to, the, magistrate to the office and say, please help us. Our son, our daughter needs mental help. So there are mm-hmm. so many concerns I have as a former planner. I know how important the environment is and how important drinking water is and for people here in our community and we just we just need to make some changes and correct some things and that is why i decided to run and, not, and that and i like i want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak this evening
0: i'm just thrilled to have you on the program now let me ask you this now where are you going to give your victory speech tonight
5: <laughs> well okay thank you i receive that tonight Amen. we're watch um gathering down at the metropolitan room tonight and that and I'm going down there I want to thank all those people, all my supporters, all the volunteers who worked on my campaign, and those individuals from other campaigns who work with our volunteers to make sure all of us um work together and make sure that we all were victorious and Steve, you know uh, you know i I just thank God and i just accept whatever the decision is tonight, but I'm like you. I'm feeling that we have this thing in the bag tonight. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes.
0: Now, will you actually get the results tonight?
5: Well, um, I'm not sure. I haven't really been tracking it, but I do know that um, during early voting a, a week or so ago, they did say that it may be that if the races are close, I know the state races, like the judicial races, they may not get their results tonight because I understand that in some of the counties, they've extended voting for various reasons. You know, maybe something happened at the ballots, whatever, something happened with the, the uh, machines or something. So they've extended their um, opportunity to vote. So they may not get their results tonight, such as the races are close. And mm-hmm. I want to say tonight is the last day. There have to be absentee ballots will okay. not probably be counted until maybe tomorrow or Thursday. So depending on how close the races are, they may or may not receive the results tonight.
0: Well, we're praying that everything goes well for you tonight. And you'll be over my district as well, right?
5: Yes, absolutely. Um, you over there off in, in, in uh, off of Parkton Road, Muscat Road. That area is a part of my district.
0: Okay, okay. I didn't want you to tell for where I lived at, though. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey, look, that's, a, that's a huge area so they have to nail it, they have to nail it down. <laughs> hey
0: it's all good hey uh francis i certainly appreciate you stopping by and spending a little time with us in the community corner tonight we certainly wish you all the best in your uh career as a legislator we're going to claim that in the name of jesus
5: yes absolutely i receive it and i claim it also and thank you so much and i I pray that you allow me to come back so I can give updates periodically. Yes ma'am.
0: yes, ma'am. We will definitely do that.
5: Okay. Well, thank you so much.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Frances Jackson. She's a candidate for the House of Representatives over my district, and we're wishing you the best.
5: Okay. Thank you. And, and thank, and thank you. you, listeners, for taking time to listen to me.
1: All right. The Community Corner. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
4: Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com.
0: This is a program reminder. Stevie B's new production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. Or you can go to the website www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. On Tuesday evening, I'm hosting a live show every second Tuesday and fourth Tuesday of the month. And on the second Tuesday of the month, like we had on the show tonight, I have a special guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who will be making their proclamation of the Gospel of Christ. And we we'll also have the Community quarter segment that's designed for small business and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. I also have uh, three co-hosts, Luke Gibbons, he's a divanist for the Oak Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, the Pennsylvania, and Isa Mullins, who served Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. And my co-host, Kelly Fletcher. She served for the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. She has the Kelly Fletcher Show that airs every fourth Tuesday of the month. Then on Thursday each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, The Gospel Light Radio Show, and I have eight co-hosts on that show who will be presenting lessons from the Word of God, and each week I have two co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform called Shout It Out on Facebook, and I'll be posing the question to one of my co-hosts on that live show. And then on Friday night, I'm hosting a live show, Stevie B. Acapella Gospel Music Blast. And that show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on that radio show, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, Sweet Sounds of Voices. And we're also interviewing artists with producers, comedians, etc. on that broadcast. And we're doing new music all the time and featuring old music as well. And every third Friday of the month, I have my top 20 countdown show and also have on-demand episodes. If you have not had a chance to catch any of those live shows on the Blog Talk Radio website, you can go to the various musical platforms, wherever you're getting your favorite podcasts from, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Apple, Amazon Music, Apple iTunes, YouTube, etc., just to name a few. And I also have some recorded version shows. These shows were album debuts mostly, and I use the same playlists when I do my live show here on Blog Talk Radio. And these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio on Deeper, And also on Amazon Music. Just search for Stevie B. recorded version shows. I want to thank all of my sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you want to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And her telephone number is 954-687-4705. The three E's of Stevie B. media production It is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord,
1: the radio show. My
0: co-host, Isaac Wallace is coming up next after our break. Stay tuned.
1: You're listening to What a Word from the Lord, radio show.
3: Well, and if you miss me from singing, sing. And you can't find me nowhere. Nowhere. Come on up to glory. Glory. I'll be singing up there. I'll be praising hey, a day. It is the oh. a day.
1: Too. What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Now my co-host Ison Mullins and his subject hand me another break.
1: Good evening, good
4: evening, greetings, saints and friends. And I want to thank you once again, uh, Brother Butler, for giving me another opportunity to share the word of God. Our... Lesson title this evening, as he said, was will be, Hand Me Another Brick, Rebuilding Broken Walls, Rebuilding Broken Walls. Our reference scripture for tonight will be taken from Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse number 9. Nehemiah chapter 1 and verse number 9. And it reads, But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. My brothers and sisters, Nehemiah, that book is the story of the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem, which took place in the fifth century before Christ. It is a part of the long history of that troubled city, which today, is still in the news and still in trouble, as we well know. But Nehemiah did more than rebuild a wall, as we will learn. This book is also the story of the restoring of a people from ruin and despair to a new and better walk with God. My brothers and sisters, tonight, God seeks to dwell in the human spirit. That is the great secret that humanity has largely lost today, but which the New Testament Christianity seeks to restore. The walls of the city were broken down. Nebuchadnezzar had started 142 years earlier. The gates had been burned down with fire and were no longer usable. And if we take Jerusalem as a symbol of our own lives, there are indeed many, many people, perhaps many right here this evening listening to this podcast, who fit this description. We greet each other at church with hugs and smiles, and we say hello at work every day, trying to hide the pain, hiding our depression, hiding our strife, all the while hoping that no one will ask us how we are really doing. You may look back on your life and you see there are places where the walls have been broken down. When you look in the mirror, you realize there is no longer any ability left in your body to resist destructive attacks. You have perhaps fallen victim to sinful habits that you now find difficult, if not impossible, to break. That is the kind of ruin that is described here. Year after year, Satan has paced and circled around your walls until he found a loose stone. And one after another, he kept working on your wall until he damaged it. There may be some who feel unable to stop wrongful practices. You have gone along with the ways of the world. You have fallen into practices that the Bible says are wrong. You know that they are wrong, but you have difficulty in stopping them. You may be indulging in pornography. I am amazed at the number of Christians who secretly indulge themselves in this area. You may be addicted to drugs. You may be hooked on tobacco or alcohol, or perhaps you have a bitter spirit. You can be an addict of a critical, censorious attitude that complains about everything as much as you can be an addict to drugs. It is so habitual that you find yourself having difficulty stopping. Perhaps your drift began began innocently. You did not realize that you were forming a habit, but now you can no longer stop it. Your defenses are gone. Your gates possibly are even burned to the ground. Gates are ways in and are ways out. They are the way by which other people use to get to know you as you really are. Maybe there was a family member or a significant other that tore down your walls brick by brick, time after time, introducing you to insecurity depression, anxiety, and even mistrust. And the scarring of those incidents has even turned you into a recluse. Your gates are burned down, and nobody has access to you in or out. And perhaps maybe you've been a victim or divorce or rape or some bitter experience and you feel betrayed or sabotaged and you want to run and you want to hide and nobody can reach you. You have been so badly burned that you are now touchy and inaccessible. There are parts of your life that you cannot even seem to talk to anybody about. You do not want anyone to know. You have developed a sense of great personal distress and are feeling reproach and disgrace. You have been scarred emotionally, and no one may even know about it. To others, you may seem like you are a success. They feel, they see that you are doing fine, but inwardly you know that you are not. As you examine the walls and the gates of your life, You find much of it in ruins. How do we handle that? And what's behind the smile and the handshaking? Does anyone care to notice, or are we caught up in our own brokenness? The steps that Nehemiah took cover seven chapters of this book. They are very specific steps, very orderly and very effective, taken in order They will lead to a full recovery of usefulness. We are only going to examine the first step this evening, and we find it in these words in Nehemiah 1 and 4. When I heard these things, I sat down and I wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. What is needed is an honest facing of the ruin whatever it may be, and without blaming or attempting to involve someone else. Tell it all to God. By yourself, alone, face the facts. Take all the time you want and pour out your heart before God. Weep. If you feel like it Cry and maybe you have to scream Maybe you have to yell And you're going to have to be by yourself Or maybe you have to separate yourself In order to communicate effectively But you need to tell him All the hurt All the fear And the pain That is always the place to start According to scripture A broken spirit and a contrite heart God always welcomes First He recognized, first Nehemiah recognized the character of God. Nehemiah chapter 1, 5 through 6 says, O Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night. For your servants, the people of Israel. The ruin you are concerned with may not always be yours personally. It may be of that of someone close to you whose life you see falling apart because of certain habits or attitudes that they have allowed to enter into their experience. You may feel like Nehemiah and you want to weep and mourn and tell God about it, but I want you to understand that that is always, always the place to start. For God, my God, your God, is a responsive God. He gives attention to the prayers of his people, and he is a God of power and ability, and above all, a God of love. The second thing Nehemiah did was he repented of all personal and corporate sins. Everybody tonight, if they want to admit it, And be honest, they know someone in their family that is in danger of making hell of their home. It's like watching a scary movie, and no matter how much advice you give or yell out at the screen, you just can't help them. Nehemiah chapter 1, 6 through 7 says, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's house, have committed against you we have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. My brothers and sisters, this is an honest facing of his own guilt. Notice the absence of self-righteousness. He just doesn't say, Lord, I'm thinking of those terrible sinners back there in Jerusalem. Be gracious to them because they have fallen into wrong actions. No, 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 I tell you, he puts himself into the picture saying, I have contributed to this problem. And there are things that I did or there's things that I did not do that have made this ruin possible. And I confess before you, Lord, the sins of myself and the sins of my father's house. There is no attempt to excuse or to blame others. For this problem, it is a simple acknowledgement of wrong. It has always been true of the people of God that any degree of self-justification cancels out recovery. If you try to excuse yourself, well, what is wrong in your life? You block your own recovery. Understand? I'm going to repeat that one more time. If you try To excuse yourself for what is wrong in your life, you block out your own recovery. Just admit it, declare it. This is exactly contrary to the spirit of the age in which we live. But this is God's way, and it is the first step in the process of recovery. Then third, Nehemiah reminded God of his gracious promises. My brothers and sisters, no matter what your mother and your father did or didn't do, excuses will not lead to recovery. Nehemiah exclaimed to God with a humble heart, he said, Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place that I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you redeem by your great strength and your mighty hand, Nehemiah chapter 1, 8 through 10. Nehemiah reminds himself of the nature of God. He is a God of forgiveness, a God of restoration, a God of great power. When the heart is right, God can change all the external circumstances of a situation and make it entirely different. And he will do so. He promises that he will. My brothers and my sisters, oh, there is work. To be done this evening there is much work to be done but we, we are stuck in our sin blaming others and wallowing in the mire we cannot build anything but I ask everyone within the sound of my voice this evening to say this with me hand me another brick so that I can build and I just failed again Lord but hand me another brick and Lord I, I just lied Again, but hand me another brick so that I might build. And I lost my job again, and it was my fault this time. I kept coming in late, but hand me another brick so that I might build those walls. And I'm struggling with temptations, Jesus. And hand me another brick so that I might build these walls back again, Lord Jesus. My kids just saw me at my worst, but hand me another brick, and I've got too many bills and not enough money, Lord, but hand me another brick so that I might build, and my parents didn't want me. Hand me another brick so that I might build, and it's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm crying again, and please, Jesus, hand me another brick so that I can rebuild the walls that have been torn down. Psalms 51 and 10 and 12 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Romans 15 and 13, and I'm giving you some heart medicine this evening. I'm giving you some medicine to heal and to build, so please pay attention. You might want to jot these scriptures down to start the building of your own walls in your own house. Romans 15 and 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. James 5 and verse number 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person hath great power as it is working. Jeremiah 30 and 17 says, For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declare the Lord. Jeremiah 32, verse number 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh, anything too hard for me. Ephesians chapter 4 and 32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Luke chapter 6, verse number 36 says, Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is most merciful. As I hasten to a close, I'm going to give you a couple of more pills to put in your pill bottle. Colossians chapter 3 in the verse number 12 to 14 tells me to put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate heart, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. First Peter chapter 4 and verse number 8 says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. My brothers and my sisters, I hope that you have heard something this evening that will change your hearts and change your minds. Time is winding up. Indeed, time is growing short on this earth and in our individual lives. We must rebuild the walls. Whatever your walls may be in your heart, in your spirit, You can rebuild the walls in your house and in your body and in your heart. But first, you must declare, Jesus, my heavenly Savior, hand me another brick so that I might rebuild my broken walls. My brothers and sisters, you have heard the gospel according to Romans 10 and 17, John 8 and 32 you must believe the gospel after you have heard it according to hebrews 11 and 6 and next you must repent of your past sins uh, according to Luke 13 and 3, Romans 10 and 10 tells us that we must confess faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians 3:27, Mark 16:16, 16, 16, Acts 2 and 38 tells us we must be baptized, and after being baptized, Revelations 2 and 10 tells me and tells you that we must be faithful unto death. God has done His part. Will you do yours? God bless you. Have a good evening. And keep on the firing
3: line.
1: You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in the study of God's Word. I want to thank both of my speakers tonight, Robert Lee Johnson and my co-host Ison Mullins. Both of them did a great job in their proclamation of the gospel of Christ. I really do appreciate these speakers that we have on this broadcast each week, their dedication that they've shown t- to their preaching of the word of God. We really do appreciate I don't take any of this for granted, ladies and gentlemen. I also want to thank my special guest in the community corner, the candidate, Frances Jackson. wish her the best uh, of luck in the election tonight. We are praying that she will pull it out tonight. That would be such a blessing. I appreciate everyone who participated on the show this evening. What a blessing it is. It is my prayer that the lessons, the things that were said on this broadcast tonight have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continued blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real. Real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show and on behalf of my co-hosts Ison Mullins, Lou Gilbert and Kelly Fletcher we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host Steve R. Butler. Good night everybody. God bless you.
1: You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
3: Jesus brought his love to to his own but his own did not receive he had no home in my feet boxes have holes birds have nests son no of man home. not a place to no lay no a hand no home it was a lost city Oh i oh. so-
1: to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.